0: Fire! Oh, What's up, up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the walkthrough. This is the walkthrough week six. We're obviously talking about Chargers and Cowboys here. And we're very lucky to have on my bell from the now. I'm blanking on the name of your podcast. I'm sorry.
1: Cowboy Cast. We are DC 4 L or FFS.
0: The Cowboy Cast. So um We are, obviously, this is a crossover episode. We're both on the Fans First Sports Network. So, Ahmad, thank you very much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, We have a lot to talk about. We've got a couple of teams that are looking for a big win here in Week 6. A couple of teams, I think, with some similarities through the first few weeks of the season, some differences. So, let's kind of dive right into it. I kind of want to talk about, I think, one of the bigger overarching themes for both teams, which is, um, for the Cowboys, it's the departure of Kellen Moore, and for the Chargers, it's the arrival of Kellen Moore. So what has losing Kellen Moore meant to the Dallas Cowboys offense, and how has it affected their identity?
1: So, you know, um, when I think about Kellen Moore, man, I, I I have good things and bad things to say about Kellen Moore, honestly. Um, I, I really believe that, you know, Kellen Moore uh, was created and have a creative offense, um, and it scored points. It was proven that it would score points. And, I mean, we were one of the, the the best offenses, and, you know, for two years in a row, we were one of the highest-scoring offenses, and that's what he brings. That He's that type of guy. Um, you know, but I, I do think that, you know, uh, there were blemishes, and that was one of the reasons why, you know, um, you know we had to let him go and not on top of that mike i think mike knows this is his year he got to get it done you know so he would rather you know be able to fall on his own sword than you know it be somebody else uh kind of in the in the front in the front ground um I, i'm not one of those guys who, who are bad mouth somebody who left but i'm gonna tell it like it is though <laughs> um <clears throat> i feel I feel like that uh, Kellen Moore is a guy who will take your running back out of the game and will over scheme and make things more difficult than they have to be. Sometimes turn around, handing the ball to your running back, letting him run out the clock is the best thing to do instead of putting the ball up again. And I've seen, he did that a couple of times this year um, for you guys. And I was like, there go Kellen," you know, <laughs> uh, uh, but all in all, he is he is a good guy with the X's and O's. He's not a, a Shannon Han, Shanahan or he's not the the guy at, at uh Miami, I forget my guy's name, Mike something. McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, but he's he's not one of them, but he's a good X's and O's guy on the offensive side of the ball.
0: So how how has the Cowboys offensive identity changed since Kellen Moore left? Uh, it seems like just looking over box scores and watching some of their games. It seems like they're struggling at times to create explosive explosive plays and their offense is kind of stalling out at times. So what, what, how has their identity changed?
1: So it's quick passing. Um, What Mike has wanted to do uh, coach Mike, I think has wanted to get the ball out of Dak's hands real fast. um, So that, you know, he won't be waiting on routes to develop. And then, um, so you have, if you look at it and you look at the numbers, you'll see that he's getting the ball out of his hands way faster than he was when kellen was here difference is is the yards per play is cut in half you know dak had you know i think it was 12 13 yards per play with kellen now it's like six right it's not a bad thing right because we're dinking and dunking down the field and i also think um you know being able to go to 12 personnel and turn around and run is different and and again we're, we're only seeing the sample size. We're five, game, five games in, just like y'all are five games in. You got to kind of give it a little bit. Talk to us in the 10th week. If it's all gone to, to heck in a handbasket in the 10th week, then we can say there's a little science experiment. Didn't work. Clear the beakers. Wash them out. Let's do another thing, you know.
0: And how's Dak playing this year? I know he struggled on Sunday. Um, how are things going for Dak and the new offense with the new, the new philosophy.
1: Again, that Dak, Dak is not hitting, um, you know, he's not throwing for, you know, two and 300 yards a game like he was under, um, like he was under uh, uh, Kellen. But at the same time, you know, Dak is still, he was looking good until he just totally quit. I have to say this. He totally quit in the 49 game. And I never seen him quit before in his eight years here, but he quit. That was a, a horrible effort by him. Um, I, can't, I can't defend for it. Most of the time I would try to defend for it, but 58, uh, 58% completion rate, 153 yards, a touchdown, and three interceptions won't get it done, man. That won't get it done at all. you know. Um, but before that, 261, uh, one touchdown, a passer rating of 108, uh, 249, one and one pass rating of 78. And then 255 and another passer rating of 112. So he's around his – because if you know his, pass, his overall passing rating in eight years is at a 90. So he's still kind of around that. But uh, the, the yards per play is not enough. It's not what you saw when he had Kelly.
0: And is that is that as much a function of him maybe not seeing the field and not hitting guys when they're open as it is the offensive scheme? Or is it just all getting the ball out of his hands quickly?
1: I think it's both. Because we've you know, even when Kellen was here, I, I saw times Dak miss wide open receivers, wide slap open. And even in this game against San Fran, you you saw um you saw uh C D get frustrated because he would he would be open a couple of times and Dak went down the field. I think sometimes he tries to play hero ball. And he, he doesn't see the field the way he should see the field. And that hurts him, right? That hurts him. So I, I know we blame Kellen a lot. Um, and, and Kellen had something to do with it, but Dak did too. So, you know.
0: That's usually the way it works, right? The quarterback and the offensive coordinator have something to do
1: with it. Right.
0: You can scheme up the perfect play, but if the quarterback isn't seeing the field, doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah. And it's something that you said. I like that. Right, Mike McDaniel, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. When there's third and 15 and you see receivers running wide open, that's scheme, right? And you can't that's something that is blowing my mind, right? Because these this, these guys are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, to to uh coach these guys and Yet those are the only two offensive minds that you're seeing scheming wide receivers open. I don't understand this. Why why is this such a thing? Like, um, I mean, is this a skill that we're not we're not, you know, is, is it elite skill that coaches have, or is it just you're not spending enough time kind of game planning the team that you're playing? So I you know, again, you said that the coach has to take some type of blame. So Mike get some of it too, you know. Mike get some of it too. Don't let me just give it all today. Mike get <laughs> some of of what happened last week too.
0: Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. Um, so I think for the Chargers, you know, talking about Kellen Moore, it's been kind of a mixed bag a little bit. Um, they're averaging almost twenty seven or twenty eight points a game, I think. So they're putting points on the board. They're converting on almost seventy eight percent of their red zone opportunities into touchdowns. So when they get the ball in the red zone, they're generally punching it in and scoring seven instead of three, which is a huge change from what they've had the last couple of years. Um, They're creating chunk plays in the passing game. In week one, when Eckler was healthy, they were creating huge chunk plays in the running game, and they've even done it to some extent at times with Eckler not on the field. Um, So those things are all really good. They've struggled on third down. We've seen some issues with Kellen's scheme. Uh, allowing for defensive coordinators to scheme wide open pass rushers at Herbert in key moments which has been an issue um and i think there's been some i don't know like a disconnect in terms of how how they're using some of their players not necessarily understanding what certain guys do well versus what they don't do well you know for example a lot of uh a lot of smoke screens a lot of bubble screens to Mike Williams before he got hurt Anybody who's seen Mike Williams play knows that's not his game. He's not going to make people miss in space. He's going up and making plays down the field, right? So that's a little, that's a little concerning. Um, obviously it's easy to know what, Ke- what Keenan Allen does. He's one of the best route runners in the league. He's generally going to get himself open and you're going to find him and make a play. Um, has not figured out how to use Quentin Johnston at all. Um,
1: a weapon. Yep. A weapon.
0: He should be a weapon, uh, they're using him more in the Mike Williams role, which is really not what his role is. He's more of a yak guy. He should be catching those bubble screens and smoke screens, getting some slants, catching the ball on the run, and giving him a chance to meet people miss. They haven't really done that. They just – hopefully they figured that out during week five during their bye week, but that's been a real issue is getting him involved, and now they're going to have to ramp him up, I think, a lot faster than what they planned on coming into the season. Um, And their running their running scheme has been kind of – hot and cold it was really good week one they ran a lot of power they were very much physical downhill you know kind of run the ball down your throat in week one and they led the league in rushing and then for some reason the last few weeks they've gone to more outside zone which is not what their offensive line is built for and they really struggled running the ball so hopefully they figured some of these things out during week five but overall i think the the overall picture for more generally has been pretty good um some weird kind of lulls in scoring in the second half still having issues scoring in the third quarter issues putting the game away in the fourth quarter when they need to um so there's definitely some areas and struggling on third down there's definitely some areas that they can get better at um but to be averaging you know almost 27 28 points a game through the first four weeks of the season uh, is a pretty good start compared to where they've been the last few seasons, they've really struggled putting points on the board consistently. So I I think that's, we're still trying to figure out what the chargers uh, offensive identity is. You know, there was a lot of hope that they'd be throwing the ball down the field more with Kellen Moore and they've done some of that, but they've also been really horizontal, like at times almost excessively horizontal and it's been a little frustrating. Um, So hopefully some of that stuff gets cleaned up, but I think that's, that's kind of what we're looking for looking at as chargers fans in terms of what they're doing well and what they can do better on offense. Um, What would you say right now the Cowboys' identity is as a football team?
1: That's part of the problem. We don't have one. You know, I mean, outside of the defense, and, you know, the defense is definitely having to take a look at themselves after this week um, and after the punishment we took in um, because I was an old-fashioned butt whooping. And we've taken two of them this year. And hopefully this – we don't need a third. One. No. Um, <laughs> we've, taken, uh, we've taken an old, old-fashioned old butt-whooping from the Cardinals, of all people, and the 49ers. I mean, so um, I don't see that we found an o- offensive identity yet. And the reason why I'll say that is because, like I said, we're five games in. You're only five games into a new install, a new offense, Um, I don't even think that he's had the opportunity to try the wheels off uh, um, or to peel the tags off the wheels and, and let them ride for a minute. You know, I think it's just been, you know, the defense will score real fast and give us, or they'll give us a turnover and we'll have a short field. Right. So you, you got three plays and then you have to kick a field goal. Um, Or you have you know one big play and we'll get in the end zone. So it's, it's like, um, and then you know the 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 Jets are a pretty good defense. The 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 uh, the Patriots are a pretty good defense. They just offensively are struggle, right? So when when you keep good defenses out on the field, you can kind of exploit them. So, but but my the question you asked, and I think you know the easy answer is we don't have one yet. We haven't found the pace car yet. Um, so you're seeing a, like I said, you're seeing a lot of quick passes. You're seeing a lot of, uh, of horizontal, I mean, excuse me, vertical passes, nothing really horizontal. I think he's probably dialed up at least four passes down the field. Uh, but C.D. Lamb, no, five to C.D. Lamb, before outside of C.D. Lamb. So, you know, I mean, it, it's one of the things where I can't say, you know, that we're like a running team or we're like a quick passing team or – you know, we we run a lot in twelve because we're doing a lot. You know, we're we running eleven man formation, but then you see us in twelve, and we're running out of that. Um, I can't say that. You know, I, I hate we passed up on the Laporta. <laughs> I, I can say that. You know, Shoemaker has, you know, our second round draft pick. You know, hasn't done anything for us. Haven't done anything for us, and we we lost John Stevens, early, right? John Stevens was him and, and, uh, uh, our, him, and, him and my guy, Fergie, I think we're going to be the end-all, be-all as far as our tight ends were concerned. Hendershot's been hurt. You know, we lost Schultz. We lost Dalton Schultz. Um, so, uh, you know, Dak needs that security blanket, and um, Fergie has done all he could, but you need a second one out there, and John Stevens was that guy, but he got hurt and towards ACL early in in um spring camp. So you know, I, I don't think we have an identity at of yet.
0: So as somebody who watches the team closely and obviously covers them, what do you think their identity should be? What would you like to see the identity be?
1: Well, I mean, you have you have one of the best offensive lines in football. So, you know, 3 yards cloud of dust, a lot of play action, a lot of 12 uh, a lot of 12 personnel out of play action. So you should see a lot of play action out of 12 formation so that that way you could really get um, the running backs into the game. After that, you move the safeties up because when when safeties are sitting back playing double high, you're never going to get anything down the field. But if you, if you can run the ball out of 12, bring the safeties up, then you can start hitting them over the top with deep passes. So to me, I think we should be a more physical team, um, more like the 49ers are. You know, that that mm-hmm. should be what our offense looks like.
0: I noticed just kind of going over some stats before we jumped on the show here that uh the Cowboys are struggling in the red zone. I think they're converting like 39% of their, their red zone opportunities into third down, into touchdowns. What what's holding them back in the red zone. What's preventing them from punching the ball in the end zone when they get down there?
1: Um, uh, Number one, I, I'd say um <laughs> the, the tight ends have, it's bad. Like we're 30th right now in, in uh, red zone conversion. And that's crazy, you know, for us to be there because, you know, I think we were in the top 10 as of last year. Um, You know, that's the first thing. The tight ends are always involved. Um, when Kellen was here, you saw a lot of that. You saw a lot of the tight ends being involved and getting touchdowns. Then not only that, um, the running game, the running game. And, and I mean, to our defense, this is the first game we've had all of our line. That was the first game that we had all of our linemen. The continuity was bad. The San Fran got off, got pressure. We couldn't keep that clean. We couldn't keep Dakota clean. So it's like, you know, that's one of the things. But offensively, I, in the in the red zone, I think again, you're not. You have to use play action. You've got to be creative around the red zone. Mike's not being creative in the red zone at all. He'll run the ball on first down. Why? Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why would Why would you run the ball on first down? You're predictable. If you're running the ball on first down, you're very predictable, and that's what Mike has been very predictable in the red zone. So you run the ball on first down. You run the ball on second down. You pass the ball on third down. Who's not going to stop that? These are the best one percent uh, of players that you got in the whole world that play the sport. So you're not going to beat those guys too much, not being creative, you know. And that's I think that's one of the places where we miss Kellen because he was always creative around the red zone.
0: Yeah, that was something that stood out to me when I watched. Cowboys tape after they hired, after the Chargers hired Kellen Moore was a lot of different looks in the red zone. A lot of, you know, getting Dak out on the edge, designed runs for Dak, um, you know, creating one-on-one opportunities for him and a playmaker. So we had a run pass option. They were, I mean, they, it seemed like they pulled everything out of the bag in the red zone. And that was, that was something that I was really looking forward to when they hired him. Seen a little bit of it, not as much. I'd like to. I'd still like to see them run with Herbert more in the red zone and on certain third downs. But uh, something that I'm, I, I'm, I think that's something I'm, ho- I'm hoping they pull out of the bag more here in the coming weeks to get Herbert going in the red zone and to really take the offense to the next level. Um, talk to me a little bit about the Cowboys' defense. What uh, I know there's some linebacker injuries. Um, obviously, your front is really good. Your defensive line. Parsons is a freak. Um, what what do you see as some of the weaknesses on the defense and and what's carrying the defense right now?
1: Right now, turnovers is carrying us. I mean, we've, we've had the opportunity and, and been blessed to get a lot of turnovers. I mean, you see uh, Jay Lou, Jordan Lewis is in there getting some turnovers. You spoke about LVE, which is the quarterback of the defense. Wolf Hunter is going to be missed. He's going to be out four to six weeks. We lost Overshown early. I think uh, Demarvion was going to be a good. I'm a Texas fan too, so you know uh, Demarvion was going to be a good addition to the defense um, as far as linebackers concerned. If you ask me, we probably need to go out and, and um, trade for another linebacker. Um, but that's that's a weak area. The linebackers are weak. I mean, we still got Demon Clark. We're bringing up Jefferson, um, who Malik Jefferson, who played for Texas. As well, and played for the Bengals, and it bounced around. So Malik Jefferson will probably come up off the, the practice team as well. Um, you know, so that's an area of concern. Um, the the linebackers, the the second piece and another piece of our strength, like I said, has been the the corners. You know, Deron Bland is playing outside of his mind, but he he was solid last year. He was. You know, if you looked at, it, he was uh, um, one of the top corners uh, rated by PFF last year, and before Diggs went out, he was he was seven, and Diggs was third. So you you had two cornerbacks that wasn't even Stefan Gilmore um, in the top ten in cornerback uh, efficiency. Um, but now Gilmore is getting um, way more one on ones, and um, we've had Donovan Wilson come back who was out a lot of uh spring training. If you ask me, Donovan, Donovan has hurt us more than he's helped us playing himself back in. Um, so there's another weakness at strong safety or, uh, you know, our, our robber um, when we play three safeties on the field, he's super aggressive. Now, if he, if he hits you, he's coming to later, he's coming to later wood and there's, there's turnovers that can happen, but, Um, I think one day Thomas is better in that spot at this point um, until until Donovan can kind of play himself back in. And I think he just needs to play himself back in, um, not as a starter, but as somebody who's getting, you know, half of the snap. So. Linebackers and safeties, weak spot, which used to be our strength as far as the safeties were concerned, right, because we're getting beat on uh, with the Cardinals. We got beat just because they schemed their tight end open twice, right? And, you know, uh, Malik Hooker was lost, you know. Uh, and then we got beat this week, same time. They schemed their tight end open on a triple reverse, you know, and that just the floodgates opened on that. And again, it was Malik Hooker. So we've got to be smart and get engaged in the game uh, defensively from the safety position. Um and we still have everybody. We got everybody healthy back there and still have a a, a, a supply of, of defensive backs and safeties.
0: How do you think they offset the lost event the loss of Andresh? Do you think there'll be more three safety looks, maybe with Hooker in the box, or what, what do you think the game plan is there?
1: Well, Hooker won't be in the box. Hooker's Hook one of the guys who is, is gonna play uh more free. You'll see Curse and Dino in the box more than you will him. Uh, you know, definitely, I think that'll be a way they offset it. They're going to move Damone Clark over to uh, LBE's position. And like I said, they'll probably bring in uh, Malik Jefferson uh, from Texas who played at the Bengals. They'll move him into Malik's spot. And, of course, use Micah some. Flip Micah from defensive end back to linebacker. And they'll use him some there, too. I think to kind of offset it. But what what we've been doing when we lost Overshone is we brought in uh Bell. Uh Bell who played at Florida AM two years ago. He was an uh undrafted free agent. We brought in. He he's a thumper, he's a guy I really like. Uh, Marquise Bell. Um, and Marquise has, has played really well in passing downs in, in um at that linebacker position. So that's what they'll do, they'll bring Uh, Marquise in and passing downs at the linebacker position and um, keep Dono or they'll bring in one year and passing downs as well.
0: All right. Well, let's take a look at uh, some matchups here. Let me see if I look at this. There we go. All right. So uh, this is Cowboys offense versus Chargers defense. Um, The only thing that might change here is Bosa. We're not sure if he's going to play. I think he probably will because he's been off for a week. But um, you can kind of swap him in and out with Tui Pelotu. So if you're the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, who are you looking at here in terms of wanting to attack on the Chargers defense? Well,
1: there's two people I'm staying away from. And I'm staying away <laughs> from that whole left side. <laughs> We're actually three people: uh, Bosa, Asante Samuel Jr., and, and Derwin James. I'm staying away from all all three of them. Um, you know, but Gilman can be had, Davis can be had. Um, and literally, if I'm if if I'm attacking your defense, I'm coming out of eleven and I'm running twelve personnel at y'all all day long. Mac is great. Against the pass, but we can run on it, right? You know, Tyler Smith and um, Tyron Smith, are dogs. though seventy-seven and seventy-three, animals. The young Smith, which is seventy-three, is an animal. He he's probably one of the highest-ranked linemen in PFF right now. I mean, he was he was throwing Greenlaw and and um, the other linebacker from Fred um, Warner. Yeah, they were, he was throwing them around. And there's a couple of plays where I was like, wow, that was my only bright spot in the game. I was like, God, <laughs> go ahead, Tyler. You know, do your thing, man. But no, Tyler's going to be a great one. He's going to be a great one. And, of course, you know, uh, Zach Martin. So if if, if I was going to attack out of 11, I would definitely run uh, Tony Pollard um, towards Mac and Johnson and pull Zach Martin to where I'd overload that side and get me some, some wins that way because I'm not going to get wins going to the right side of of y'all's defense at all.
0: Yeah, I know Mac had a huge game against the Raiders two weeks ago. Um, had his six sacks, I think he forced three fumbles. He was a freak. He had not had any sacks prior to that, so he's actually been holding up extremely well against the run. Actually, he and uh, Tuli Tulipulotu both have been playing really well against the run. Um, So I think, you know, just looking at this in terms of matchups, I think something you might see at times, you could see Kendricks come off the field in favor of a third safety. Uh, The Chargers had a couple of young safeties step up and play really well against the Raiders two weeks ago, uh, that being Raheem Lane and uh, Dean Marlowe, And both those guys played really well deep. Um, They showed the ability to play in the box and, and provide run support. I think you could start to see more of them On the field than gilman uh just based on how they played the the back end of the defense was so much better uh with those guys on the field last week and if that continues then that enables the chargers to play james in the slot a little bit it allows them to play him off the edge play him with some nickel linebacker dime linebacker and kind of get him in the box which is where he's better i don't i derwin is an amazing athlete he's a great football player I'm not a fan of Derwin playing 15, 20 yards away from the line of scrimmage. He needs to be on the line of scrimmage and be allowed to hunt the football.
1: And And I think you can use him. He's definitely a hunter. He's definitely a hunter. He is. Absolutely.
0: And I think what you could see with him at times is matchup-based one-on-one opportunities for him. Maybe with Cooks, maybe with Lamb, trying to take certain guys out on third downs and erase guys he's had some success doing that um so there are some opportunities there I I would worry about Murray in the middle of the field you know defending crossers trying to cover Tony Pollard and cover in um on screens and things like that Murray is a major liability uh, he's played better recently but he can still be taken advantage of no doubt so uh that is always concerns me with him in the middle of the Chargers defense. And Gilman is a guy who, you know, he's a scrapper. He played really well. He was a big reason why they beat the Vikings a couple weeks ago. Um, Had a couple, forced a couple fumbles, had a huge game. But in my opinion, he's a guy who you don't really want playing deep, particularly not as single high. He's a little bit better as a two high um, as a split safety. But he's a guy, like you said, who I think you can go after um, if the opportunity presents itself. So let's go ahead and take a look at the next graphic, which is the Chargers offense versus the Cowboys defense. So how are you as a defensive coordinator attacking the Chargers offense or trying to stop the Chargers offense?
1: Um, So a lot of times you're going to see uh, Micah lined up on probably uh, they'll flip him I don't know that they'll come to Slater's side, um, but he, we did last week. We went to Williams a lot. Um, that seems to be his best side. They'll start him out outside of Slater and um, kind of stunt in between um, D-Law and Hankins. And and literally, that's flipped. Um, Armstrong will always be well, – D-Law usually plays to the right, and Armstrong will play to the left, right? So you'll have uh, that going, a lot of that going on because D. Law's better against the run than Armstrong is, and, and you're y'all solid side is over there with Slater. Um, at least I think so. You can probably tell me if I'm wrong. No,
0: you're you're absolutely right. Um,
1: so um, definitely, I would just I, I, where where I think where I think the defense can actually make things happen is number one, you cannot give Herbert time. You can't give Herbert time at all. Um, so we're going to have to uh, run blitz. You're going to have to see a lot of run blitzing. I think Osa is uh, definitely going to have his way. This is going to be a week that I think Osa can have his way. Um, Osa's playing lights out. Him and, and Hank, Him and Hankins on the defensive side of the ball, only two players that you well, D-Law showed up. I ain't going to lie. D Law's been showing up all year long, right? So um <clears throat> if I was if I was the betting man, Osa's gonna have a big game this game. You're gonna hear his name called a lot. Um I think you know he he can he can have his way in the inside. And then we're gonna have to um scheme up some more blitzes to stop because if Eckler plays, he is gonna play, right?
0: Uh, it looks that way, yeah.
1: Cause I saw he was questionable um yesterday. So I didn't know if he was.
0: He um, said, "He said today he it's ninety nine percent he's going to play. So unless he has a setback, I'd say he's going to be out there."
1: Yeah, so I, I, I definitely would not allow him to uh, to get off at all. I don't want him to get running starts. Um, I don't want him to get passes out of the backfield, which he's gonna, you know. Um, I don't want to see Micah in, in pass pass coverage. So you know, literally, I want to see because you're probably going to end up seeing Micah over on, uh, like I said, outside of, of Armstrong or outside of Lawrence, and the two linebackers will switch over. You see that a lot on the, in our defensive scheme, right? So you'll see Demone actually having to cover Eckler, and that, I think, is, is plus y'all. If he gets out on wheel, wheel routes, that's advantage, y'all, and, and I don't want to see that. So, like I said, we're going to have to get pressure early. We're going to have to get pressure also, uh, often. And we're gonna have to really, you know, kind of uh, stay in, in um Herbert's face. Last thing I'll say is is um, you know, Johnson's got a size advantage, right? Um, you know, Bland is tall, but Johnson's 6'4. If if y'all decide to go up top, that may be a problem, but I think Bland can handle himself because we play a lot of man press. Um, we play a lot of man press. And single high safety, so you'll you'll get single high to one side. Dino is usually around the line of scrimmage, so you'll either have um, you'll either have curse or most of the time that's going to be Malik Hooker. That's why you see him getting burnt a lot. It'll <laughs> be Malik Hooker back there. Um, so again, you know we've got to get pressure early. We've got to get pressure often, and I think the place where we can get the most pressure is in between Clap and and uh, Sawyer. That's, that's where I would attack if I was Dan Quinn.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right on point. I, the right side of the chargers offensive line concerns me a little bit right now. I think clap has been okay as a blocker. Um, problem with him is when Lindsley is out, the communications break down in the middle of the line and they tend to miss their, their, their handoffs. They tend to miss their, their, their protection slides and things like that. So that's where they really struggle is with the communication. And that really worries me with stunts and blitzes and things like that against the Cowboys that it could turn into a really ugly day. If, if they don't have a good plan for that. Um, Pipkins also concerns me. If you've got Parsons on the right side, I don't know if you watch the Charger Raider game, but uh, Max Crosby ate I Pipkins lunch off. all day long. So, and Parsons Parsons is just a step or two above Crosby. So, that concerns me. Um, Slater on, on Parsons. I mean, it's a tough matchup, but I think Slater can handle it. Uh, but that Pipkins and Salier matchup with Parsons is a little scary for me. Um, if I'm Kellen Moore, I'm trying to attack the middle of the field. Uh, you mentioned it. I'm throwing at Clark. Uh, I'm throwing at Jefferson when he's on the field. Uh, I'm throwing it at uh, Hooker. I'm trying to run some crossers, some digs in the middle of the field, get behind the linebackers and in front of the safeties and try to get chunk plays, up the seams, between the numbers, things like that, between the hashes. I think that's where they need to live. They've done some of that. They haven't done enough of it at times, in my opinion. Uh, I do think you're still going to see a lot of the horizontal passing game, a lot of the screens, a lot of the the jet sweeps and things like that, trying to set up plays down the field later on. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely attacking the linebackers. I'm going to go after the safeties, try to create some big plays deep. Uh, I think a guy who could have a big game potentially is, is uh, uh, Gerald Everett. Who's been kind of quiet this season, but he's really good in the middle of the field. He's great in the, with, with the ball in his hands after the catch. And he's a guy who I could see them trying to get the ball to more, especially with Mike Williams um, not available. So some big matchups there, I think for sure that if things go the right way, they could benefit the chargers, but they've got to have a really good game plan because there are some, the corners are going to be tough the chargers have had a hard time separating at times with their wide receiver group so they're going to have to try to find a way to get guys open in space and create create uh run after the catch opportunities
1: and another thing you're going to see is uh jefferson off the field right or you you might uh, it'll be like this so you'll see armstrong off the field parson's will take his place right um you'll see jefferson off the field and you'll see jake uh lewis jordan lewis in the game right so jordan lewis against everett i like jordan lewis against allen i don't (laughs) that's 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 a whole nother different ball game right um so you know literally i would i would rather see um that flipped up that that flipped a little bit and uh gilmore on allen and lewis on palmer that would be better for me all day long, cause that's that worries me now that I'm I'm sitting here looking at it. That's super worries me, right? Um, Everett, I think he, he he's good. I've, I've always I had him on my fantasy team, and uh, last year he hit he some numbers for me. Um, but you know I could see where you know uh, that that would be an advantage. But like I said, the biggest thing you watch, you watch what I'm telling you. Biggest thing is we cannot allow Eckler to get on the edge and start catching passes, swing passes, uh, none of that, because that will be a bad day for us. Because once he starts getting out, those are chunk plays waiting to happen. Those are chunk plays waiting to happen. And, yeah, we're going to tackle. We're going to get to the ball. But, you know, he's not, a, he's not a guy that I'm just, you know, happy to have the ball in his hands and him running around the, the end with a 5 <laughs> No, with a with a five yard stride, I'm not I'm not I'm not happy about
0: that. Yeah, Eckler is going to be a huge addition to have him back. He's missed the last three games. Uh, they love to get him the ball in space, but I think even more so, he's going to breathe some life into the running game because they've had a hard time getting consistent uh, success on the ground without Eckler. So hopefully that brings back a little bit more of the the downhill power running scheme. Cause they had a lot of success with that against the dolphins in week one, and it's kind of tapered off a little bit the last few weeks. Um, but if they can, if they can have some success on the ground, they can run some play action. I think there's going to be some opportunities to make those plays behind the linebackers and score some points.
1: agree, Agreed. Agreed.
0: So um, what is your prediction for the game?
1: Man, so, I, I, honestly, if I'm thinking about a, a score and the, the, the pattern that I think this game is going to take, um, honestly, I can't see it breaking into a, a score fest. I, I see it being like a, a 30, 31-24 kind of game, 31-24. Uh, I do think we're going to pull it out. Uh, I, th- I do think we actually come back this week if we don't i mean we'll know that early we'll know you'll know what type of game this is going to be in the first quarter of this ball game if you don't see the cowboys come out hyped and ready to play uh you know cuz i mean we I, I'm, I'm we got demoralized we we got demoralized so that can stay in your head for a couple weeks so uh if you see them come out playing hard uh, the very first couple of series of the game I'm telling you, um, Cowboys 31-24, 20, maybe even 31-28, uh, maybe winning it by a field goal. It's going to be a close game. It won't be a, a, a blowout at all.
0: Yeah, you know, I've always thought the Chargers and the, and the Cowboys have a lot in common in terms of they always seem to have a lot of talent, but they never seem to live up to it on the field. Um, and they both seem to find creative ways to lose games, which is super frustrating. Um, I think for me, you know, the Chargers have had extra time to prepare for this game because they had a bye week last week. They've cleared themselves of a major headache in J.C. Jackson, who was a major problem for them um, before they traded him back to the the Patriots. And the coaches have some have something to prove. Uh, you know, Staley is, I think, definitely on the hot seat. I think he's fighting to keep his job right now. Um, they need to get on the winning side of things and have a winning record heading into their, their matchup with the Chiefs. Uh, and I think they're going to be fired up and ready to go. So I have the Chargers winning this game. I I agree with you. I think it's going to be close, and I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I'm going to say 34-28 Chargers.
1: We have we have similar scores, different, yep. different winners, different winners. Uh, I can agree with that. I can, I can, I can see it going either way. Like I said, it just depends on which which Dallas team shows up. And usually after we lose, <laughs> you see a, a Dallas team is pissed off and motivated and ready to get back to winning. Right. So, um, uh, you know, you, I think that's, that's the team that's going to show up. So I do believe that it's going to be hard sledding, uh, for, uh, the Chargers in this game, not say that they can't do anything. I just think it's going to be hard to let.
0: So if you had to pick three keys to the game that you think have to happen for the Cowboys to win, what would
1: they be? Pressure bust a pipe or it makes a diamond. And we can't allow it to make a diamond in in Justin Herbert's case. We need to to pressure him. One thing I know about uh, Justin Herbert, if you can get to him, get in his face, he will throw an interception. He will throw He will turn the ball over if you can get in his face. He's a gunslinger with a big arm. Um, and if you give him time, he will beat you. He's dangerous like that. Um, so that's the key. Pressure, 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 pressure. Um, the second thing is, is, um, and this is all on the, the defensive side of the ball. Second thing is we can't allow Eckler to, to be involved in this game. He has to be a no show. We got to treat him like, you know, um, you know we do CMC is far on the ground. You can't get, he can't have over 50 yards rushing and he definitely can't have 20 to 30 yards receiving. If he has over that at all, we lose that game. It's it just, it is what it is. Um, and then the last thing is, is that uh, we got to contain the big play. We, we have to make sure that there are no, you know, big dynamic plays down the field. Um, Cause this offense could score fast and it can, score punches in a, in a in a um it could score in a in new york minute it can really really score fast and they could score in bunches so that's offensively i mean defensively our keys and i say on the, the offensive side of the ball we have to in turn get down the field right we've got to take some some um chances and um you know try to get at the safety on the left side of you, you guys defense early we need to get Tony Pollard involved in the running game and in the passing game. And that's pretty much what I say uh, will be a keys to victory for the Cowboys.
0: Um, I think for the Chargers, they really have to get to Dak early. They can't let him sit in the pocket and pick them apart. They've got to get in his face and fluster him, see if they can force a couple turnovers. Um, they really have to attack the linebackers. Uh, when Jefferson and Clark are on the field together, whether it's Eckler, whether it's Everett, whether it's crossers, deep overs, whatever it might be, they have to get in between the linebackers and the safeties to create chunk plays. And they're going to have to create a couple plays down the field beyond the safeties play action. If they can establish Eckler early in the running game, it just opens things up for them so much more. Um, And they just haven't had that. So they've been really one dimensional the last couple of weeks defensively. I'm sorry. um, I already said defensively. Um, I would like to see – I mentioned the safeties for the Chargers. I would like to see Marlowe and Lane on the field more, which would allow them to play um, James down in the box and allow them to blitz him and use him as a pass rusher and hunt the football a little bit more. Uh, I think the team that is the most successful or most efficient in the red zone and the most efficient on third down probably comes out winning this game.
1: I think I'll add to this too. I think the team that's the most physical wins this game. I think.
0: I think that's a good point. That's something that the Chargers have struggled with at times. Um, they can kind of wilt under the pressure. So hopefully they're ready for a very physical slugfest and they're ready to run the ball and be effective doing that. Because if they abandon the run early, they're in big trouble.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because we're good at hunting. <laughs> we're good at hunting the passer. So that's if there's one thing that the defense is great at, if they get you behind the chains, you're in trouble.
0: All right. Well, um, Ahmad, you want to let everybody know where they can find you and your podcast?
1: Definitely, man. You could you could catch us. You know, anywhere you get your um, audio podcast. You know, uh, iTunes, iHeart, um, Stitcher, all of those places. You know, Spotify. Anywhere you go to get your audio podcast, you can find us there at Cowboys Global Cast, we are DC4L, um, you catch me and Tom, there, my co-host, um, and then also you find us on um, YouTube, we are DC4L, and that's, we are um, Dallas Cowboys for Life, so um, you can catch us there, and also I do a, a podcast called The Know-It-Alls, and that's on a, on a Sunday, and you can find us, find us at The Know-It-Alls on YouTube.
0: Awesome. Well, Ahmad, I really appreciate you coming on. I think this was a really good show. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I know I did.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
0: So thanks for coming on. Hopefully we can do this again, maybe for a Super Bowl matchup later in the year.
1: That would be epic. (laughs) That would be epic if we could do it that. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the show. There's a lot of information here. Just a quick reminder, weekly content for the lightning round podcast moving forward. Every Tuesday, we've got Garrett with score more on Wednesdays. We've got me and a special guest with the walkthrough on Thursdays. You've got our mailbag show, the, the TLR Roundtable. on Fridays. You've got Craig with, I got five on it. And of course every game day, right after the game, you've got our live unfiltered reactions to the game on after hours. So thank you all very much for tuning in Ahmad. Thank you again. Really appreciate you coming on. Appreciate your time. And. uh Go Chargers.